Um, but during your entire, you know, um, history of, you know, your, your, little, your little spill on how your child got, a, um, or you realized that he was autistic and stuff, I could see Ayanna's face going like, face <laughs> 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 uh, like, Ayanna, Ayanna, tell us, what, what, what are your views as it relates to autism? Um... I agree with a lot of what um, Kaya said. I think that um, there there has been a lot of research. There's also been a lot of things that have been covered up. I chose not to mm -hmm. vaccinate my daughter um, because at the time I was doing a lot of research on vaccinations and um, I, it felt like it, it was too great of a risk to take. Like the ingredients that are in there, the time that they ask you to do it, um, I, for me, it was that um, the when your child's most vulnerable is when they're loading them in like with essentially with poison, um, and so um, the immune system is not yet developed enough to be able to fight it. I also chose because I didn't vaccinate her um, to to breastfeed her for. I mean, for North Americans, it was longer than the normal for like three years. I know like back home, that's pretty normal. Even a five-year-old, I've seen breastfeeding it back home. Um, but up here, everybody was looking at me like, what are you doing? She has teeth, you know? <laughs> but she wasn't fighting, so. <laughs> um, I feel you. I did for two years both, so I feel you. Yeah, um, but thing. but then again with the research, so my natural antibodies were being passed down to her because she was um, while she was developing, so she wasn't susceptible um, to a lot of things. Also, your breast milk, um, the, the the correlation between the saliva in the child's um, mouth and uh, and the glands in your in your breast, it tells your body what to produce to give them. Um, based on what the child needs, so it's it's um it's basically heals them of every and anything that you could think of. Um, yeah. So I chose to do that. I also um I've also gone. Can you give mommy a minute, please? I've also had um a, a lot of a lot of uh, research I've done um, in regards to autistic children uh, because um I, I guess my stepson has autism um, and he was diagnosed really early um, but on the lower end of the spectrum and so we uh, we've tried a lot of different um, a lot of different uh, natural solutions to help him to progress um, I'm not sure what the system is like in in the states but in Canada there is a lot of support that the, the government gives you um, that's way better in Canada. Way better. So there is there is a waiting list, but the waiting list wasn't that long. We have the yeah. IBI program and then the ABA program, and both of those programs are developmental and in stages. So you start off with the IBI program, and then after they hit the milestones, they they translate. You can get professionals to come into your daycare, um, to go into your school. You can send them to a to the to a, a full time program, um, and it's supplemented by the government. Even mm -hmm. in the public school system, I have a friend who uh, teaches autistic children. Um, so the classes in the public school system are one to five. And yeah. um, so, the, sorry, one to five is the ratio. And um, it's and, and it, they're fully they're fully supported. Um, I mm -hmm. do think like what you're saying, like maybe in the past it wasn't known, especially like in our like in our community. I think that mm -hmm. there is a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. People just kind of brushing it under the under the carpet, 
not yeah, even people, trying to go as far as saying oh they're retarded you know they're just retarded oh no like they are so intelligent it's more so about how to connect with them from my understanding yeah it um they're so if 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 a normal child goes a to b they might go a to d go back to b come to z go back to a but they they're still <laughs> Um, so with my with my um, with my son, essentially, he was reading and writing, spelling before he was speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, my son so it's was not that reading, he wasn't understanding. It's just that he was mm -hmm. finding different ways to communicate. That that's intelligence. But, but so, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're often like more now, intelligent. Now you're hearing so much about autism. At one time, it was probably Down syndrome. Or at one time, it right. was like it was like all these kids being faced with the exact same condition during the same time span. So all you hear about is autism, autism, autism. And then at one time, all you hear is Down syndrome, Down syndrome. Like it, it almost right. makes right. Is it's it, a is, bug or is it's it, a plague or it's something? Well, in that's the what I'm saying. Is it a matter that it's that there are that many more people, or is it a matter that there's that much more awareness of it at the time that? You understand what I'm saying there? It might be a combination of both. I'm certainly not in the medical field, so I would not know as far as ratio of populations and, you know, what that statistic is. But I do know that as people become more and more aware of certain things and more and more research is done into certain things, they tend, or even just because certain, the right people or the right company decides to push a certain concept, you know, marketing is a hell of a thing, as you rightly know, Ayanda. If they decide to start focusing on something and that's all that's being pushed in the media and that's being pushed on the ads and that sort of thing, it becomes overwhelmingly that's what you see everywhere. But as far as statistically, if that's something that is increased more or not, I don't know. Now, to speak to the point of what you said about um, they calling them retarded home, as you know, JL, my son was diagnosed in Dominica, we had just moved a 40-foot tractor trailer to come back home. I had every intention after having not been home for almost 15 years to come back home, move my family back home, build and all of that, and I couldn't. After my son was diagnosed and I tried to find help, obviously I wanted to stay home. I had literally just cleared my trailer from the port, and I could not, I literally could not stay home. There were no resources there. They proposed sending my child to Alpha Center, and it's like, it's not the same thing and they don't understand the difference and they they have this stigma and this, this condescension when it comes to mental disorder and people brush it aside i mean so often we have pet names for people that wander around the street and everyone laughs and it's a big joke and you know you might have some people that'll get them you know a slice of bread or some clothes to put on their back but there's no real actual genuine concern and genuine effort to see these people as human beings and to see that there is so much more potential for them other than sticking them in a hole somewhere and acting like they don't exist. Um, I had um, an aunt, my mom's sister, who was born perfectly fine. It was way back in the day, obviously. She got a whooping cough and it ended up messing with her brain. She was mentally as well as physically um, stunted after that. And I mean, I can't tell you the horror stories that my family experienced people you know how people would view because of her disability and so therefore people tend to relegate these family members i heard stories when i was investigating and researching centers and help for my son of people having a, a young boy in a cage in Pottersville. i mean there was a young a woman who had just come back a lead woman i think it's beverly who came down and was trying to help with children with autism and start a clinic up and she was the only person that could semi you know try to help me but she herself was one person trying to do 
for an entire country. And, and it broke her heart to hear of cases like that. And you will not hear about that in Dominica. You will not hear about that in most Caribbean countries. And I'm not trying to put my country, Dominica, down. Love it to death. Um, but it's like that in every Caribbean country, to be very honest with you, as far as the stigma. Some countries have more developed um, attitudes to it. So you might have clinics and schools and so on that have introduced programs. And I, I know that they've done some definite strides since, you know, in the five years since I've left. So I've still tried to keep in the loop with what's going on in the Caribbean. And I have a few people that I've reached out to as the series goes on, you know, we'll introduce the clinics that exist. But we have a long, long, long way to go. Sorry to use that term that we all use so much in the islands. But we have a long way to go, you know, when it comes to both our attitudes as well as actually implementing what we can to assist in the lives of these people. And it's, as you said earlier on, jail, it's not just a person. It affects your entire family. It's not a, a one person thing. Now, now, and I can't. No, I was saying it definitely affects your entire community. And it's, it starts at home to educate. I remember I had to tell my daughter interacting, uh, you know, with my stepson, uh, cause she's asking me, you know, why doesn't he speak? Um, and then I had to tell her like, you know, well, everybody learns differently. So maybe he can teach you how to spell and you can teach him how to speak. Um, mm -hmm. because he was spelling very early. Um, like I said, but it's definitely, it's definitely, um, something that I think that within our community, those of us that are fortunate enough to be, um, you know, abroad, as we learn and we grow to bring it home and bring that knowledge home. Um, I, I made a list of certain things that we did um, that helped him significantly, like um, the natural things like, uh, so a lot of the, some of the issues that they have is they don't sleep as their sleeping pattern is, is, is off balance. And so we had, um, we had given him melatonin and that made him sleep a lot better. Uh, his beach, we had B12 shots. Um, we regulated mm -hmm. his stomach. Uh, they usually have uh, like leaky gut and like uh, soft stool. There's a list of different issues that and and it, and it went. It started off with us just basically like remedying the actual like one and two issues, right? And so so okay, what natural thing can we use to 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 help him sleep instead of? Um, instead of essentially giving him sleeping pills, do you know, like when we were younger, they, um, our parents would laugh about giving us rum to go to sleep. And imagine if you had a son that would never sleep, you know, <laughs> like essentially like imagine though. Right. But there's natural things. There's others. There's, there's natural things that you can do for, with um, like a, a, along the way. Um, and then there's the, there's the long-term treatment options that exist as well. That uh, personally, um, they're a little bit expensive, but if you think of the benefits that they can offer, and not even just for children that have autism, but really um, like one of the things are oxygen therapy. And essentially what it is, is going into an oxygen ch chamber. And so your body um, gets hydrated more so than um, the normal. The regular people, we don't breathe properly. So if you think about um, when you're learning to meditate or if you're doing yoga, like they're teaching you, the, the, the first step is to teach you breath exercises because traditionally you feel like you come out of the womb and you're breathing. But generally speaking, we're not actually breathing properly. And so to um, with autistic children, there's um, a correlation between lack of oxygen in the brain 
Um, and so the, 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 the chamber, it essentially um, oxygenates them. And then it increases the flow of any other products that you're using along the way with them. So like I said, the B12s or the, you know, it get, gets that into their system a little bit quicker. Um, and then there's also, um, I guess it's experimental research, but there's been a lot of um, good research going on to it. It's where it's like the stem cells. So really what they're taking is like stem cells from fetuses, um, like aborted fetuses or um, babies that didn't make it, course, I guess. I stem cells as well. And then, yeah, and so they're putting these 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 stem cells into, the, into their system and it's basically just, um, taking over or yeah I, I, this is really lame and i'm not a doctor but like it's basically yeah. taking over the sick cells and replacing them with healthy new cells um and yeah, that's been I, I, go ahead go ahead no. no i was saying i think that that's key because um that that definitely is key and, and a good trick to use if you want to call it that it should be used for all kids really they've started doing research into yoga and meditation instead of detention for kids in schools and it's done wonders um so in general for kids but especially with kids with autism deep breathing that's something i taught my son one because it needs oxygen to the brain but two one of the things with autism people don't understand is that their brain is actually working a lot faster than ours right so it's actually very frustrating for them to try to get something out and they feel like they're not getting it out so i i if we can if we can take it there for two seconds I guess on a spiritual and energetic level um, if we think of everything in the world if we just understand it to be energy and we're all at diff uh, operating at different vibrations what I what I understand of autistic children is that they're vibrating so much faster than us it's almost like an evolution of a human like they are the next generation of humans right um and so and that's why we don't really understand how their brain operates because they're uh, you know the next level to us um but so they're vibrating their their minds working it's all happening so diff so quickly for them um i know yeah. for, for myself one of the things that worked really well for us is to um it's actually even works for my daughter and my daughter's not autistic, but like when I, when my daughter's not, cause they have like a focus issue usually okay. like, you know, they're not really paying, they're not really looking at you. So just get down to their level. And this works with all communications. You know what? I'm face to face where I die right now. We're talking, yeah. look at me, yeah. you know, hear me. Yeah. Um, and even when my daughter is misbehaving, I'm just now I had to like send her back upstairs when I just yeah. looked at her and I'm like, listen, <laughs> we're here right now. And I'm serious, yeah. you know. So, and and that just works. It just it just really just works to just bring yourself down to their level. Go on your knees if you're not that height. Bring them to your face. I have this thing that I do with my children too, where we go um, eye to, uh, thir third eye to third eye. So we just connect like our foreheads are touching each other, and we just have like a moment. Everybody <laughs> calms down, you know. Okay. Um, now, um, now listen to the two of you talk right about. Um, the different um, methods and the different things that you've done to sort of communicate with your oh, kids. I mean, I have a baby, yeah. right? So even listening to Kaya talk about the whole autistic aspect of, of things and, and, and feeling to some extent that it may have been the vaccines to some extent, 
you know, I'm not saying that it's confirmed or anything. Um, and Ayanda, who's gone totally. I'm totally a conspiracy theorist. So I feel like if you guys have not watched Zaxed, that <laughs> documentary changed my life. Like after I've seen that, I cried. I just felt like I, I actually felt like it wasn't finished because they talked about all the hidden research that was done to support the fact that it is vaccines that are targeting our children, but not just our children, like in the black community, but specifically our sons. And um, there's research that supports that. Um, And specifically the uh, the MRI, MMR, um, MMR, yeah. MMR uh, vaccine. And I was, what I was telling um, Jail when she was doing for her son, it's the cocktails. So if you're going to go and yeah. actually choose to, to vaccinate your child, tell them to vaccinate your Face child the way out. that we got vaccinated, one at a time. Right. If you're, if you're going to go out. and you're going to yeah. vaccinate your child for 10 things, that's three months. Yeah, they like, did tetanus, polio, Oh rubella, my gosh. And um, then, just as a parent, just take two seconds and actually read the ingredients. There's so many literally poisons. There's monkey brains, there's like heavy metals, there's all kinds of stuff in these vaccines that, what are the purpose? What's the reason? There's there's well, no reason that my child needs to have monkey brain cells put in her body. And then furthering to that, generally speaking, when there it has been an outbreak in the past, it'll be like, oh, there's a, a measles outbreak, but all the kids are uh, that are vaccinated are still getting it, why? Because it's a strain 2.0 and they're vaccinated for 1.0. Like, so what, what are we exactly, doing right now? Well, that's what I always tell people. Do, well, that's what I always tell people. Do your research. Because at the end of the day, as a parent, if you don't vaccinate your child and they either get autistic or something else, you're going to blame yourself. If you vaccinate your child and they end up getting autistic, you're going to blame yourself. You're going to blame yourself either way. So don't take anything anyone is saying as possible. Do your research. Check it out for yourself and whatever decision you make at the end of the day you can as a person as a parent because there's no one perfect way of parenting at the end of the day you know that you put your everything into making yeah. that decision and that's at the least best you made thing that you can decision have. yeah I, I informed first now can I, I, that's I, my, that's I you need to be you need to be that um that advocate when it comes to you know the doctors will tell you what they learned in school but they're not yeah. going to be like, I know, like, again, again, for my son, I was like, listen, let's create a book. Let's have a, a, a folder so we know what we're doing at home. We know what the doctor did. We know what the naturopathic did. We know and we know what the, the um, what the therapists are doing. And it's all in one spot. We're not depending on this person to, do, to talk to this person. We're we're the advocate. We're the expert at the end of the day. We know our child. But you're living. You're living. We the know condition. our child essentially right they can tell us oh traditionally this is what we've observed or this is what the book says or whatever but yo i know my child better than you know my you know what i mean it's like when you go to the hairdresser and then you have to tell the hairdresser how to do your hair she's a hairdresser you come home and you're still fixing because it's your head you know your hair better than anyone else right yeah it's the same thing with your kids it's the same thing because everyone everyone was like oh you know my so-and-so didn't speak to whatever age or my my this one and that's how it was with my son until i decided you know what i'm seeing something that i know is there and i decided to go get him checked and that's what you know so said so done mother's intuition call it what you want and he was diagnosed with exactly what i thought it was um okay you know, i want to know, know 
or something, what did you do or, or what did the doctors find out and what exactly did they do? You know, that was... Well, I was... I, I, I don't like to say lucky. I like to say blessed. I was blessed in that I had one of the best in the industry being the one that diagnosed me, Dr. Rhonda McIntyre. As you well know, in Dominica, she's one of the best, um, you know, as far as all that she's done in states as well as in Dominica for pediatrics. Um, so she was, she's also a close family friend. So she diagnosed my son. Um, they did CAT scans. They did blood work. Um, they do cognitive skill tests. Um, you know, it's a barrage of tests after tests after tests. But she felt it's safe to tell me fairly early on before we got a lot of other results that that's what it was that he had. Um, you know, being a family friend, she was a little more upfront with me than she perhaps would have been with another patient. Um, so I was blessed in that. And I also had family members on my side and my husband's side that have some sort of experience with autism. So they were able to guide us as far as therapy, because there's a plethora of therapies out there. My advice through my own personal experience is behavioral therapy, because it basically combine speech therapy, organizational therapy, um, all of those things together in one. And it's a one-on-one -on -one thing with the therapist. Um, now, if you want to look at signs of autism, like, I mean, I printed out something just so people can see, like the signs of autism are like, what, one, two, three, <laughs> four Yeah, that's why long. they call it a spectrum right. as well, right? So you might be exactly. on one end of the spectrum or the other, right? Exactly. Some are functioning, high functioning, some are high functioning, some are, functioning, some are low. Right? Exactly. My son had just about every single one on that long ass list that you see there. Um, so we it, we really didn't know which way he was going to go. And with the therapy that she advised me to give him, with intense discipline, that's another thing. A lot of people think that because a kid has some sort of disorder that you should be a little more lax. Oh with them, or like that. It's the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite you need to be more disciplined with them and a lot more strict with you know their scheduling and all of that and especially what you said Diana get down to their level make them give eye contact but general signs people can look those up but if you see from around 18 months your, your child stop making that direct eye contact especially if you breastfeed where you know when you breastfeed you look into the child's eyes if you see that they're not making that eye contact, if you notice that the few little words that they started saying that they stopped saying it all of a sudden, immediately get that child checked. If you see them getting on their tiptoes a lot to walk or they start walking in circles, um, hitting themselves on the head, um, smearing fecal matter, eating fecal matter. I mean, there's a lot of different, not liking to be held or touched. Uh, my son went from wanting to be hugged all the time to the screaming and scratching at you if you tried to touch him. I was the only one besides me and my husband. You couldn't really pick up my son. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of signs for autism, and I advise people to go research, look it up. It's very easy to find because the signs they've got down. Because there's so many things that are fairly glaring um, that that make you realize, and the sooner the better. The sad thing is, guys, that autism starts showing between 18 months and two and um, two years. And early intervention is between 18 months and four and a half, five. So most people so don't doesn't get give you enough time to No, and most people don't get diagnosed until late because, you know, there are some late bloomers. That is a thing where some child, children don't talk till two, two and a half. So how do you know if it's a mental disorder or just a late bloomer? Well, you have to look at all the different signs and see if there's a combination of them rather than just one or two things. And if you do, you need to go get that child. I'll check as soon as possible. The sad thing, as I said, is that very often insurance does not cover a lot of these tests. 
do not does not certainly does not cover therapy. Um, you know, there are strides being made, but it's a fairly new thing. So, so that's like different in Canada. So in Canada, when you go to the doctor, your your um, diagnosis is is covered. Your your natural alternatives would not be covered. So if you decide to go to a naturopathic doctor, um, those if you have health insurance from work, then they'll be covered that way. But if you decide to go the more traditional route and you just want to go to a doctor, um, and then the IBI and the ABA are the behavioral therapies that I was that I was mentioning before. Those are all government funded in Canada. So in, up here, yeah, we have a lot of a lot more support than it sounds Definitely. like. In the um, again, oh, yes. though, pardon. I said, oh, yes, I wanted to go to Canada. Um, when I did my research, I, Canada is actually, most people don't realize that, the rest of the world patterns their autism um, clinics and so on after Canada. Canada was the first country to recognize the autism spectrum disorder, point blank period. So the research, the therapy, everything is way more advanced. And on top of it, as you know, Canada has a much better healthcare support system than the U.S. So from the financial side of it and the insurance side of it, you guys will always be ahead. But also just on the raw data and the raw research and, and that sort of stuff, Canada is way ahead. The states and most of the rest of the world, they use the, the research and the clinics and they use your resources to pattern off of. Um, so I would have loved to have gone there, but, you know, the red tape and all of that. I, I'm born in the Bronx in New York, so it would have been a, you know, two-day thing to just get my kids over here and get it done because my son was diagnosed at three and a half, so it was already late in the game, and I needed him to get therapy yesterday. So trust me, I, I was like, I want to go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, 